give a man a fish and he will eat for a day. Teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. We want to teach our kids the basics of financial literacy, money management. Give them the tools today so they can avoid the pitfalls tomorrow. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining me today, I feel like it's my lucky day. It's Holly Reed. She's a CPA. She's based out of Hotlanta in the dirty. Yeah. And she's from the masterplaybook.com. New author, teach your child to fish. Five money habits every child should master. Boom. What's up, Holly? I am so excited to be here right here, right now with you. This is awesome. Is this your first podcast interview? This is not my first podcast. Yeah, it's not your first rodeo. But it is my first one in this type of environment. Wow. So feeling the energy from everybody, being around so many like-minded professionals. This is awesome. I absolutely love it. And so we had a chance to meet last night and I was like, oh my gosh, Holly, you should be on my podcast. And here you are. And I feel like, wow, you're... you're Lowered your standards for me. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> I think I'm coming up. I'm uh, moving on up. <laughs> I'm the Jeffersons. All right. So let's talk about what compelled you to write this book, Teach Your Child to Fish. I love the title. I want to hear about the name and, and where that came from as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I got started with this because for the National Association of Black Accountants, yep. I would do these financial literacy seminars for high school students. And it literally blew my mind on what they did not know. Just some of the basics on how credit cards work. You know, they couldn't name for me the three credit bureaus. They were spitting out things like creditkarma.com. And I was like, you know what? We need to take a step back and let's go and see where these kids are missing this information. There's a stat out there that says, Only 17 states in the U.S. even require a personal finance subject for kids before they graduate from high school. And parents really can't teach what they don't know. Uh, So between school and home, this book was written specifically to hopefully fill that gap and to give them a financial literacy tool that they can read and start practicing some healthy money habits now. Let's talk about your money habits. Have you always had healthy money habits? I have not had healthy money. All right, let's go there. (laughs) So you know what? (laughs) That's one of the great things Mm -hmm. about, you know, being in this space is Mm -hmm. that you can take your knowledge, your book knowledge. You can read a lot of things about the topic, but being able to experience them, having personal financial pitfalls myself from getting into debt. And using credit cards irresponsibly for Uh many years and then climbing out of that hole, that has been great to be able to share with younger people because then it makes you more relatable and they're like, whoa, wait a minute. So Mm -hmm. even if I make a mistake, you can recover from it and end up being financially successful in the end. So I want to hear your story of at that point where you realize, "Uh oh, I'm in trouble. I got to change this. Yes. So single. 20s in my 20s was using credit cards really to just kind of keep up with everybody. A lot of material things, Mm -hmm. whether it's computers or clothes or cars or whatever it is, just not spending with my future in mind and started hanging out with some really smart people who were doing it the right way. I'll give you one particular example. I get in the car with a guy that I was dating at the time and one of his ATM receipts was on the floor of the car. I go to pick it up 
And I see that his bank balance was like $15,000 in his checking account. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. There's no way you make that much more money than me. Because we were in our late 20s, probably making around the same amount of money. And so it just intrigued me. I'm like, did you get a loan? Like, well, how was your balance? You know, so and he just had a propensity for saving. That was just one of his things that he picked up from his parents where they taught him to really save his money. And he probably wasn't investing it like he should have just having $50,000 sitting in your checking account. (laughs) But it put me in the mindset of say, hey, what are you doing that I'm not doing? And what are the things that I need to change so that I can be where you are and put myself on a on a track of building wealth and that type of thing? What was that process like for you? Oh, it was me scrubbing my bad habits, you know, really paying attention and scrutinizing where all the waste was going. So there was a lot of waste. I named them already going to material things, things that were not going to build my net worth in Mm -hmm. the end. So just really going line by line, getting committed to a budget, writing that stuff out so I could just see how much waste there was. And then taking the actions to actually Reduce the cable bill, reduce the cell phone bill, say no to things when people invite you on trips that you really can't afford. Because we were living that lifestyle of, you know, taking exotic trips, you know, or international trips at least two or three times a year. And that stuff adds up. So maybe you can do one, but not three when you are, you know, just starting out in your career and really not making a whole lot of money. Right. Was that humbling for you when you're going through that? Line by line. and Absolutely. Especially the part about saying no and just not being a part of the crew, but having that long term view, uh, that vision of where you ultimately want to go is a mindset shift that had to happen. So, yes, it was humbling, but I knew it was best for me if I didn't want to live, you know, a paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. I wanted to be able to do some other things that would ultimately reward me in the long term. And more importantly, help others as well. So, you know, a lot of times people are making decisions just for themselves. But if you have family, if you have children, um, nieces and nephews that you know aren't going to be in a financial position to achieve some of their goals, but you have the heart to want to help by practicing these things now, you can turn it around and have impact, a great impact on those coming behind you. Oh, well said. All right. So let's unpack some of these money habits that you recommend in your book, Teach Your Child to Fish. Yes. The five money habits every child should know. Available on Amazon.com or to know one. Bam's book to million. (laughs) Hint, hint. Themasterplaybook.com. Okay. So let's start with the first one. And the first one is work hard and be rewarded. Let's just hear your thoughts on that. Yes. So in this particular chapter, I really focus on helping parents recognize if their child has a spirit for entrepreneurship. Ah. You know, I really believe that some of our best ideas and our strongest interests show up at a very young age. So you want to tap into the things that your kids are interested in and feed it, you know, help them fuel their ideas. Don't say no when they come up with some crazy idea. Allow them to run with it and support them. The reason being, the earlier they start kind of exploring and being creative, the sooner they can kind of figure out if I like this, if I don't like this. It also gives them an opportunity to fail early Mm -hmm. so that, you know, as long as you're learning from your failures, eventually one of your great ideas is going to 
launch off to something greater, to something bigger that hopefully they can monetize and make money from. Do you have a specific story that relates to that? There are so many young people now and so many great examples, even in media, where kids are taking interest in something and launching it into something great. I'm trying to think of the young lady's name. There's a young woman out of Austin, Texas. And she got stung by some bees. Oh, be sweet lemonade. Yes, yeah, I've heard that story. And now like her lemonade is in Starbucks whole foods and in Whole and, yeah. Foods, all because she had a fear of bees and she researched, learned more about them, paired her experience with bees with a grandmother's recipe and created this amazingly delicious product that has skyrocketed her into uh, being an entrepreneur, but also being a social entrepreneur because she's using the honey from the bees as an ingredient in the lemonade and really doing things to save that ecosystem of bees. Yeah, and she got like a, I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was like a $13 million sales order from Whole uh, Whole Foods. Isn't that amazing? I mean, this is a young lady. Under 10 years old. I want to say she's like eight eight or something. Exactly. That's amazing. It is. Wow. I'm not on that level. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are all striving to be there, right? <laughs> all right. So the next uh, the next habit you recommend is spend wisely and consciously. So let's chat about that for a moment. Maybe a story as well. Yes. So spending wisely and consciously. This is in this particular chapter. I focus on needs versus wants. You'd be amazed at how many young people don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I need this. Yes, uh, I, yes, I don't know about I, that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we want to stress the importance so that they can make wise decisions. Right. And when I talk about consciously, you know, I'm really talking about, are you supporting companies and organizations that align with your values? There are so many examples of, you know, companies that don't necessarily target to certain individuals. So the most recent story or recent story I can think of is the big hoopla with H&M. Somebody asked about, you know, their clothing store and why they don't have, you know, African-Americans or people of color in their advertisements. And, you know, I think their initial response was, oh, because, you know, black images aren't beautiful or black images aren't what we want our brand to portray. Whatever it was, it was the wrong answer. Exactly. And so you really want to make sure that we you're spending your dollars with corporations and organizations that align with your values, that support you as a consumer. And it's not just race based. It could be what are your religious thoughts or your political views and just making sure you want to align your values with where you're spending your money because money is power. Holly, I like to support a Christian an organization that feeds the hungry. They're called Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So, and so. And there you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about saving first and consistently. Yes. And this by far is probably one of the most difficult money habits as to teach children because it requires that level of discipline. Mm-hmm. We live in such a me, me society that it's definitely, you know, people want things now. They don't want to save and wait until they can get it. So saving first and consistently is one of the most important money habits because we know the power of compound interest. The Mm -hmm. earlier they start saving and mastering this habit, we could feel this next generation could be millionaires, the next billionaires, just from compound interest alone, if they're doing it consistently. This chapter also talks a little bit about investing and how parents can help their kids start investing as a gift giving option. You know, instead of buying kids a slew of things they don't need, won't use, won't be appreciative for, you know, start in a investment 
accounts for their kids, give, gift them, you know, individual stock from a company, something that they can see and then follow in the news. So it's an awesome money habit to start sooner rather than later, which is why I included it in the book. And I, I just want to point out real quick, because I've got a copy of your book right here. Yes. This book is not like an overwhelming book. It's no. actually short and sweet. On and I could probably purpose. sit down and read it maybe in an hour <laughs> or less. This was purposeful. And you I know, love that. Like, I'm going to read a short book. I might not read a longer book. Uh, I should read a longer <laughs> book. But Holly, I think that's a really wise move right there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're going to, we got two more. We're just going to knock these out real quick. So yep. using credit responsibly. I uh, kind of hit on this already, but let's just go there again. Yeah. So using credit responsibly. So for the parents out there with teenagers, one of the most popular gifts we give our kids are are, um, gift cards. And so gift cards are basically training wheels for credit cards. Mm -hmm. You know, it's teaching them how to swipe that thing. It's teaching them how to keep up with what their balance is. So, but once they become 18, those training wheels are going to fall off. And so it's going to be really important for us to talk to our kids about using credit responsibly, what it means, the pitfalls that they could face and get them on board now so that as they get older and mature and they're out on their own, they'll make better and wiser decisions and avoid those pitfalls. Well said. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Give generously. Give generously. I like this one. This by far is my favorite money habit. I talk about the three T's of giving. So giving of your time, your treasure, and your talent. Mm -hmm. And I break it down in the chapter of all the different ways kids can give and do it with a heart of love and care and being honest and transparent, tagging this to the things that they're really interested in and the things that they really care about. Because giving is what's going to make them different from everyone else when it comes down to money. Generosity. Yes, absolutely. I am uh, really excited about your book, Holly. And and I know uh, we were talking last night and just so many opportunities starting to open up word of mouth where people are saying, Holly, we need this. Come speak to our group. And so you're developing new opportunities with speaking and sharing about these strategies and habits. Uh, Let's chat about that for a minute. What's coming up? Yeah. So like you mentioned, I do a lot of interactive workshops with preteens, teenagers, college students, promoting these five money habits and giving them a chance to kind of think through them and practice them so that when they leave, they can continue it and, you know, share it with other people so that this movement grows. The next thing that's coming down the pipeline, like you, I'm in the beginning stages of launching a podcast Uh with a great friend of mine, Janai Thornton. And it's going to be called the Never Broke Podcast, where we focus <laughs> on all the different ways people are using their creativity and innovation to make money and never go broke. Amen. <laughs> well, I can't think of a better way to close it out. So let's just go over this real quick again. What, what's yes. the best place for people to check out what you're up to and learn about the book? Yes, definitely visit my website, themasterplaybook.com. But you can follow me on Instagram, yep. Facebook. Twitter. And I'm, I try to be really engaging on these social media sites. So please follow me and check me out. They absolutely should. And definitely pick up the book. We like to close out the podcast with final thoughts. So let's hear your final thoughts, Holly. Okay. So my final thoughts are, we're going to go back to the title of the book. All right. Teach your child a fish. It comes from a Chinese proverb that many people are familiar with, you know, fish for a day. Fish for a day. (laughs) And let's look up what happens. I can't believe I I forgot (laughs) it. Okay, so give a man a fish and he will eat for a day. Teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. And this applies to 
our finances as well. We want to teach our kids the basics of financial literacy, money management, give them the tools today so they can avoid the pitfalls tomorrow. I love it. Congrats, Holly. Thank you. So saving first and consistently is one of the most important money habits because we know the power of compound interest. The Mm -hmm. earlier they start saving and mastering this habit, we could feel this next generation could be millionaires, the next billionaires just from compound interest alone if they're doing it consistently. 